All right. Howdy, folks. This is Jason Ringenberg, and you are tuned in to Undergroundopolis. Listening to Rob Lyon right here. There's a river running through it and some tall green pines. Magpies and blackbirds are fighting all the time. This is the last three exits, what I'm hearing in my mind. I'm driven over this overpass about a hundred times. Welcome to Undergroundopolis. Thank you for watching tonight's episode brought to you by Anchor.fm, StreamYard, Myrtle's Music, viewers and listeners like you. If viewers like this show and you want to support it for as little as 99 cents a month, there'll be there's a link on the Anchor site where you can do this at. Thank you to those who do. Tonight we're going to be discussing a few things, but first there's a here's a making a few little announcements. Monday nights, Bourbon Barrel Tavern down there in E-Town, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Open mic night, 7 to 10 p.m. I think it's, it actually says 7 to question mark, but I think it. I think it's 10. Every Monday night, Our Lady of Perpetual Hops just started their new open mic on Tuesday nights last week in New Albany, Indiana. And I've been, or they started back up. They, they had, they were doing that pre-pandemic. And I used to attend it. it was, it's a fun open mic. It's 7 to 10. Tuesdays at Boom Boz in the Highlands, Louisville, with my buddy Mark Conover hosting their open mic. Floyd County Brewing Company, or Floyd County, just Floyd Brewing Company in New Albany, Indiana, on Wednesday nights, which is the one I've been attending since we, uh, the the season ended on Dundee Tavern at Dundee Taverns, at which I was hosting. But I still go out to open mics even if I'm not hosting them. So I've been that's the one I've been attending because it's pretty close to my house. Oh, the Oreos in the Highlands on Wednesday nights in Louisville. Golden Nugget once again by my buddy Mark Conover. Wednesday nights at the Golden Nugget, one of the oldest bars in Louisville. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's it's pretty it's been there a long time. <laughs> Flanagan's Ale House on Thursday nights, eight to ten, in the Highlands there in Louisville. Air Devils Inn, which is definitely one of the oldest bars in Louisville, it's right there, out there by Bowman Field. Every Wednesday night, eight eight to question mark. 
And the reason we're talking so much about open mics, because my guest is going to talk about it too. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm segueing into it. I'm going to bring her on. Tell us who you are, where you're from. Hi, Rob. Hey, everybody out there. I am C4 and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> right. how, how is the name C4? I'm Cecilia. My mother's Cecilia. My grandmother's Cecilia. My great-grandmother's Cecilia. My great-great-grandmother's Cecilia. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and so when I was born, my dad came in and there was, we were all there. And he said, there's too many of you. C1, C2, C3, C4. And oh. here I am. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bubba, only C4. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I forgot to ask if you mind viewer Q&A, which I can't imagine why you wouldn't. If what? If you mind viewer Q&A, I forgot to ask that. No, That's no, what... I don't mind that at all. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. We'll put the ticker up. Okay. Matt Jagger's comment said that Air Devil's Inn opened in 1934. I said, oh, that's, 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 ah. I knew it was an old one. <laughs> you just Good tell to my, know. You kind of tell by looking at it. Yeah. We'll start out with the easy questions. Who was, when you, who did you see on TV, on stage or on TV, whatever, and you saw somebody playing an instrument or something? What, who, and you said, I want to do that. Who, who would that influence be? Well, actually, it was my mother. Um, she was in a lot of plays and productions as a, when I was a child, and I'd watch her practice a lot. Um, and uh, then I was in a lot of plays and productions, single, you know, uh, Annie and Cats. And then one night I was going to bed. Um, I was young, a child. And I was going up the stairs to sleep and I heard Hell is for Children. Um, I think it was on Saturday Night Live or something like that. And I was gripped. I was done. I was like, this is me. <laughs> so, um, is that uh, Pat Benatar? I believe so, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I've, I've been around it, music. Um, my entire life and production and I've been in on stage really my whole life. And then I was started even uh, doing horse shows at 12 years old too. So I've, I've always been in front of people performing uh, either on stage or in a chorus, never church, but in a chorus. And, um, and then I started partying and I stopped <laughs> performing and um became uh, just part of the music scene um and then when i got sober i had kids and i wanted to write some of my own music and i never wanted to be a guitar player and i didn't want to learn standards i just wanted to make songs up and sing them <clears throat> much to the chagrin of many many people um and it just turned into here i am in nashville singing songs i write in front of people that's awesome, though. Did you grow yeah. up in Nashville? No, I grew up in, I'm half Persian. Okay. So I grew up, um, my earliest memory of singing along to something besides my mother was Leo Sayer, When I Need Love. And I remember just being a wee lass in Iran, and I would just sing it over and over and over. 
I've just been singing my whole life. So, um, I, and then uh, I've just been performing basically my whole life, except for that uh, little drug stint <laughs> that I lived through. So. It takes it takes away everything, doesn't it? Um, yeah, you know, I just, if, if I wasn't addicted to the drugs, I probably could have capitalized on that because I could have been a little punk rock singer in DC, you know, I mean, I really could have turned it into something. A lot of my friends got very famous and they capitalized on that time by taking a lot of pictures, you know, not being as insane as I was. And, uh, so I've missed a lot of opportunity for sure. And I put myself in just really dangerous situations that I would never want my child to get into. So, um, yeah, it does kill Rob and destroy. Yes. Well, how would, on, on your, how would you describe your, the music you make on your, on your, um, what is a reverb nation? Yeah. Alt country, Americana, Christian. Yeah. Um, to, I, I really wanted to be a punk rocker and um, it, I opened my mouth and all this like folk and country came out and I was really mad at God. I was like, you made me country. Why have you forsaken me? Um, yeah, I grew up um, on a horse farm in Maryland and in Maryland, you listen to rock and roll. You don't listen to country music. Like you just, you don't. Um, but uh, so I was flabbergasted that I was Americana country. And I really, when I first started writing and going out, I would wear these kiss boots, you know, those, those big heels that Lady Gaga wears. And I just told people, the better I get a guitar, the shorter my heels are going to get. <laughs> sort of has happened that way. <laughs> I told him it was to compensate for my guitar playing because I, I really made people's ears bleed for a couple of years, vocally and musically. But, um, and I, I actually recorded the process and I was proud of recording the process and I titled it zero to rockstar. So, um, I, if you look on my reverb nation page, you'll see videos and songs way down on the bottom of horrible, horrible adaptations of songs that you hear higher up on my reverb nation. And that's just because I really wanted to express to people that if you have a dream and you want to pursue something, of course you're going to suck at first and things take blood, sweat and tears and you have to apply yourself and practice. And, you know, and if then you, you can turn it into something that you're proud of and that's what I've done. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have a, t a particular creative process? Um, generally, Sometimes a song will just come to me, the whole song, Poor Little Mary. Um, I actually had to sue my dad, which was horrible. Um, and right after that whole incident, I was picking my children up from school. And I, by the time, and we only live a few miles from the school. And within three miles, I'd written this whole song in my mind. And I know it was about him and just kind of summing it up for me. And then I just went around kind of humming it to my kids to try to get some sort of flow. Um, uh, sometimes I'll be writing one song and then get two or three other songs out of it um, that want to be written uh, rather than what I want to write. And um, 
Uh, and sometimes I'll write the melody first and then the lyrics or the lyrics and the melody. And sometimes they just come together. Well, One song. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. One song I wrote, um, I called it B flat, but I think only heaven knows is that song. And I was at a laundromat in Houston and there was a bunch of beautiful Mexican ladies and I had the little Martin backpacker and my little children were running around and I was trying to write. And you could tell they were kind of pushing me into a sound. And so that's how I came up with that song. I wrote that at the laundromat based on my environment. So environment really does make a difference often oh, for me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, what is your most favorite show you've ever played? Mm. So it's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, the first thing that came to mind are my fundraisers. I do a lot of fundraisers, especially pre-pandemic. Um, I raise money for homeless people and drug addicts. Um, and I get to put together, I don't know if you can see behind me, I have got these posters I made um, of all these amazing artists that come out and play for free, you know, to raise money to help others. And those are my shining achievements because it's a gathering of people for a good cause and everybody just shows up out of the goodness of their heart. So I would say, f and uh, catfish fundraisers for the firemen and fundraisers, I would say are my favorite shows to play because it's just a, a spirit of giving, no pressure, no hype. And uh, they're just glad you're here. Here's the counter question. What, what's your least favorite performance? Uh, <laughs> Probably I, one of my favorite I, questions. <laughs> I don't like playing two or three hour shows all by myself. I like to practice for two or three hours all by myself. Um, but my, my set is so varied. I have stuff that's is very kind of hardcore. Um, and then I have some super eclectic stuff and then everything in between and so practicing alone for two or three hours helps me just kind of continue to get my range and stay fresh. But playing alone for two hours is, it's not my thing. I'd much rather have a group of people with me. Would you say you preferred the studio or the stage? Stage. Oh yeah, but why? <laughs> I lived in Muscle Shoals, Alabama for a year and a half and they are a recording town and they play a lot uh, together, but they play in people's houses and it's like potluck and they're all hit songwriters. They're very famous people. And, um, and I loved it, but it's not what I want to do. I want to write songs and play them in front of people. And um, so Houston was very good for that. And Nashville's very good for that. It is a performer's paradise. Basically, you can get out in front of people all the time and play for them. And it helps me be a better artist. And um, yeah, I, I want to be in front of people. Facebook viewer Matt Jaggers, my buddy Matt, has his own Matt Matt Show podcast. Cool. He says, I am suffering from a major case of writer's block. Do you have any ideas to get over the hump? Uh, yeah, I, I write a song about being blocked. Um, a, B, write a song that can make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Just 
you know, like a random Beatles type where they just talk about yellow submarines and weird random things. Um, so, yeah, you have to take your imagination and either push it to one end or the other and get it more flexible to allow stuff to come in or just take a break. Just stop for a little while and write down little thoughts. And also, you probably have notebooks full of lyrics and things that you could be pulling out and working on also. Instead of trying to create new stuff, you could take some of your old stuff and you know put it into some form. Yeah, I'd say Mr. Jaggers probably does have books of songs written yeah. that, he, that he hasn't most, looked at. <laughs> most writers do. That's probably what he needs to do then. Just go get in a book and start piecing together like pieces of a puzzle, all the lines. Magpies was like that. Um, I took different songs and different experiences and different lines driving around Houston and I put them into a song. Uh, it was partly about my experience living in Colorado, where I literally saw magpies and blackbirds fighting in the woods. And uh, and then I would go to my Liz Henry, who was a friend of mine, she was my drummer. And you could see her backyard <laughs> over the overpass, you know, and I'd go to practice all the time. And I, was, you know, I could see her backyard over driving over the overpass. And I was like, and then in Houston, they have a highway that says last free exit. And I was like, okay, so I just put pieces together and made a story um that worked out so yeah well i was talking about i went on extensively about open mics for you before i brought you <laughs> on there's a reason for that you you are you are hosting your own open mic in nashville and yes. it's on saturday night it's on right? wednesday and saturday yep yeah, I mean, absolutely I've been yeah. to I've been to a couple of open mics in Nashville, and they're usually pretty damn immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little intimidated to get up in front of some of these because I knew some of these people had done something really big, even though it was like, you know, I, and some of them were really good. But well, well, let's Rob, yeah, go let's, ahead. Go talk about your open mic. Let's um, hear about it. I, first of all, most of the people in Nashville are really, really nice people. And they're always looking to connect with other people. And so you don't have to be daunted by them. And obviously, every scene is a microcosm of the macrocosm. So you're going to have a couple of bad apples, but you just stay away from those people. They just, sometimes you get around people that only want to be around people that are charting and you know doing all that and that's fine that's that's their thing you know that's not my thing i don't care i don't care about making a chart or getting published i'm i'm living my dream um so yes uh somehow i've fallen into being a wonderful host um i don't know why but i'm kind of good at it and um i was doing nashvox every wednesday and i was supposed to be by myself for two hours and i just didn't want to do that so i turned it into a writer's night and then um uh, then it was just getting too cold and my friend scott barrier said hey uh, i was telling him i'm looking for a place to have an open mic and um he said well i just got offered one and i'm too busy do you want to take it and i was like yeah and so I met the owner of the restaurant and he liked me and uh, we started doing it uh, three, four weeks ago, I think now. And uh, he's loving it. Um, he says, I'm professional and I bring good acts in. 
and we, and by good acts, Rob, I don't want to discourage you. I mean, everybody, um, you know, it, it does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a heart to get up on stage and play a few songs. I encourage it because I know how much I was laughed at when I first started and how many pe people would literally get up and walk away. They told me I should just stop, that I should learn covers first if I'm going to ever sing an original, like I was committing some blasphemy. Yeah. And um, and I just said, hey, man, like uh, it's an open mic. Like, who cares? Why, why are you bothering me? You know? Um, and so, you know, it just it's okay to just do what you love. And if you want to come out and play a few songs, uh, I love you too. All of you. What's the place called? Um, Copper Branch. It's a vegan restaurant in downtown Nashville and they do serve beer. So for those who do drink beer, they have beer there. Um, and uh, it's a very nice environment. It's from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. Wednesday and Saturday. And um, it's just a good time. I uh, have people that won't sign up with me, but they show up every week <laughs> to get on. So I have to do this balancing act of getting enough artists in there to take up time, but also leave space open. It's this kind of interesting. It's interesting. Normally I do two hours, but he wanted three and an open mic. And I was like, why not? So here we are. And it, it's fun. I love it. How, how long do you, do you get? The one I went to, you got to play one song. You had to draw a number out of a mm -hmm. hat. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Uh, KLO 100, Lightning 100 or something. Uh, mm. it, it was a bar. It was, it, it, this is, it's been probably four years since I Yeah, it was probably night. either Lightning 100. Um, Bluebird gives you two songs. Um, it was probably Lightning 100, the rock station. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't want to ever be like that. So, um, I, our, technically we're six to 9 PM, but we all, I usually overbook. So I tell someone to come at five 30 and they can play for 30 minutes if they want to, um, which ends up being like 15 or 20 usually. And, um, but yeah, people can show up early. I'll put them on stage. I need to sound check and I, you know, and I don't mind. I get there at four o'clock. I'm usually done by five now. <laughs> And I just sit around for an hour. So I always love and encourage people to come early if they want to play a little that's, bit. Oh, that, that is very awesome because it's like, you know, that's always been the thing I have problem I have with open mics personally. It's like, why don't you ever do it on a weekend? Well, all the mm -hmm. musicians I know are already busy on the weekends, but right. Or yeah. or the places that have music, they they want to have a band for four hours. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. The. It's good to have it on the weekend, especially in Nashville, because you get people that are traveling through and, yeah. you know, to allow anybody to get on stage in Nashville, Tennessee and play songs. I literally get to make people's dreams come true. And that's the best feeling in the world. And I make a fuss of them. I take pictures and I post them. And, you know, I, I'm just I'm always happy to have people and help them live their dream. Well, no, that's really great. Then, and I make the occasional trip to Nashville on the weekends. So you better come. I, I, oh, I will. I'll, 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 I'll tell you I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> we, speaking, speaking of Rob has like three kittens right now and it's almost Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know anybody that wants a kitten for Christmas, 
there's a song right there. <laughs> Tell your buddy to write that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jagger's right about getting a kitten for Christmas now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still on, I believe. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, what is the best musical advice you've ever been given? Other than buy a dolly. Uh, for sure. Um, first, let me tell you this. Um, I've, I've played all over the country in Canada. Um, and I've in Louisiana, I've never, ever once carried my own instrument into a club ever. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Louisiana. The minute I get there and people see instruments, they run and they grab my stuff and carry it in for me. And it just, it blows my mind. But um, um, let's see here. I forgot the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> the best musical advice you've ever been given. The best musical advice I give um, from my own experience um, is have fun. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, and do it for you alone first. Um, that's my advice to people. Um, the best advice I ever got was from my guitar, from my songwriting teacher at Evans Music City, Norman. Um, he, I, I started dabbling in pedals, you know, and like I was getting into the whole like pedals and scales and, you know, looping and all this stuff. And he said, okay, okay. He said, look, this is all well and good, but I just want you to know something. You're going to be out in the middle of nowhere. The power's going to go out and you're going to have to play all those songs by yourself <laughs> without your pedals. And you better know how to play them without all the pedals. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I get all this technical fancy mumbo jumbo and then I can't, you know, I get on stage and there's no power. And then I'm, I'm, be I'm pretty much screwed. I better, I better know my songs real and make them decent without, you know, all the pedals first. And then I can add whatever. All right. You going to play us a song? I will. I don't know what to play you. What, um, what, what's what's your most personal song? Silver Spoon is my it's my favorite song right now. Uh, it, it's a prayer about a junkie girl who just can't stop doing dope. And she's just at the end of a rope. And uh, and I'm just praying for her that she makes it through through the night and makes it. So let's play that one. All right. Two, three weeks ago, 
she's got no place left to go and they're knock knock knocking on her door she grew up in a fine family had the best of everything a silver spoon could bring but now she's lying on that floor and they're knock knock knocking on her door from the silver spoon to the silver needle ain't nobody can set her straight no she's too far gone to even notice and oh lord i hope she don't lose this fight well her family's love is strong but it's not enough so they go to church y'all and they pray to jesus to shine on her it's redeeming light to knock 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 down her door tonight well she's been down this road such a long long time she's been down so long she can't see turn around and she's praying too while she's lying on that floor because she can't stop she can't stop one from the silver spoon to the silver needle ain't nobody can set her straight she's too far gone to even notice oh lord i hope she don't lose this fight and oh lord i hope she don't lose this fight so if you could just put under your christmas tree one of rob's kittens <laughs> and <laughs> and a little prayer for a suffering person I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. And come out to my open mic. Well, I'm going to come down sometime. <laughs> Good. Bring your guitar. <laughs> that was great. That was absolutely great. Thanks. Uh, yeah. You want to add a band camp or band website? Camp. Huh? Um, yeah. Um, Reverb Nation, the C4 band, T-H-E C4 band. Uh, really, that's where my music is. It's all free. I mean, pretty to listen to. I'm pretty sure it's all free to listen to. Yeah, it is. And um, you can reach me on Facebook. So I, FYI, spell my name C-4, but 
Um, on Facebook, I'm C-E-E-F-O-R, Ibrahimi. Um, and you can just contact me. And if you give me your phone number, I can text you a nice song list um, of nice songs I have. I'd be glad to do that. All right. Yeah. You've been an absolutely great interview. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody and stay safe out there. And Rob, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Undergroundopolis, you're amazing. Thank you for all you do. It's it's not about me. It's it's about the people that they come on and and the people that watch. It's it's yeah. for some reason it keeps growing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank well, you. Hey, this is Matt Jaggers from the Matt Matt Show. And I'm here to tell you your corny joke of the week. For this week's joke, I was going to tell you a time travel joke. But you just didn't get it.